0: Hello, everybody. Hey.
1: Welcome back to the 1313 podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Welcome back to all you Rex, to all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. Please, before we begin, make sure that you hit that like button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Click the join button to support us on YouTube and check out the Patreon link down below. There's three tiers, three ways to support us on Patreon and one of those 1313 tier. We do giveaways. Jackson, what are we giving away?
0: We're giving away this Target-exclusive, uh, Oppo! So if you, the a new awesome clone body, which is totally rad, and you need like a million of these now.
1: So if you want it, make sure that you support us on Patreon. Ooh. We'd really appreciate it. Also, make sure that you follow us on all our social media, that being Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. X. Twitter, X. I do that every single time. Um, X. But yeah, uh, boys, how's the week? I just want to say on the Commander Oppo thing, on my Instagram
2: page at 1313 tommy's collection um for some reason i posted a picture of a bunch of appos at target and yeah. then it got like yak face level likes dang like, bro and then I, d- I don't know why though it's kind of it was just a picture of did everybody think you bought them? No. no
0: that
1: was wild that, yeah, was, that was awful wild. to go
0: through <laughs> yeah yeah
1: because we're just a bunch of scalpers
0: according to all these people that will never watch our content question for you is
2: it scalping if you buy a bunch online like if you buy forty of a figure online, is it scalping? Yeah, why are you buying forty? Then? I say no.
1: It is what? if you're doing it with the idea to resell them. That's what scalping and as core is. If you're right. buying forty yeah. of them because you want forty of them to army build, that
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. legitimate. <laughs> if you're doing it, That's a it's lot, army but it's building, fine. That that's like fine. I mean, that's the whole per. That's like the definition of scalping. Yeah, if you're buying a crap ton so you can resell it later. There
2: was a dude that. Um, hunter our good friend 212 hunter gets customs from that bought 40 phase two of the new phase two clones online to make customs because he wants to redo all of his own customs with the new clone body so i said that was not um yeah scalping because like you said he's doing it for his own yeah his own thing
1: yeah it's because he wants them he's going to use them for a second it's not like he's trying to sell them I, i feel like scalping more is
2: for like physical stores Like, if you take all the figures from a store to sell them online. Or if you, it's online,
1: too. There's the people that bought releases so they
0: can buy them and resell them. Mm -hmm. Remember when people scalped pre-orders? That's what I mean, bro, is (laughs) if a figure sells out and then people resell the pre-orders on Mercari on eBay, that's
2: online scalping. If you go on eBay right now, there's pre-orders that are selling for $800 for the ghost, the TVC ghost. I can't That's different. That's, how do you, bro?
0: I can't what is? Tell me the logic. That.
2: You thought you weren't F- gonna F- spend five hundred dollars when the campaign was going on, and then after the campaign ended, you spent eight hundred dollars. Granny, you
0: got people like me who legitimately missed out because now I could, I could now, in the right sense, do a payment plan on a ghost. I couldn't then.
1: Oh, so we're doing payment plans now. <laughs> five hundred dollars. Eight dollars.
2: <laughs> Anyways, Dude, so my week's going good. I gotta get the canes. I've been, <laughs>
0: I've been working. What are do you and... doing? canes. Raising canes. It's a restaurant. oh, I've <laughs> I no hell over here. Never been down south.
1: I have. I just never been to a raisin canes. I heard. It's I like good, raisins though. But I like. Po- I heard Post Malone has one. That's cool. But Can we just continue. Yeah. So oh.
2: the. My week's been good. Been working. I recorded a bunch of reviews last night for Holiday Figures, and I could only make one of them, which already came out. So go check that out. But uh, the other two, I just I my lights were all messed up, and it was too bright, and I couldn't get Mm -hmm. it to look good. So it was like all overexposed because the figures were white. Yeah. And so yeah, Mm -hmm. it was just I'm just gonna redo them. But I have approximately between fifteen and twenty reviews Whoa. I need to record so I'm gonna be posting on our social media asking you guys which ones you want to see first Heck so, yeah, dude. Cool.
0: I yeah I really want to get the reviews up for those Clone Wars figures I told them but I sat down to do them in my old room and the lighting was just really 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 bad mm. so I'm that's what's going on with me this week I'm moving into a new apartment so I'll try the lighting there if it isn't great I'll just do it here I'll make some time to shoot them here in the mm. studio so that they actually like look good to do as, what mm-hmm. about your week? Well, that was the big thing that I have going on. We're in finals week right now. It's torture. It's pain. You're in help. finals. Basically, I mean, it's like, like final, final projects, projects yeah. right oh. now, or like do like I have one every week that's due. <clears throat> okay. The one I need to do is a video, so I need to come back to the studio here dude, to record that. Dude, you need a what's the video? Uh, it's about atheism. It's for my atheism class. Dude, do
1: you want multicam three point lighting edited in Premiere at four K?
0: Uh, give me a minute. I'm gonna like sneeze, dude. I right, thought man, he man, was man, like getting ready for I a thought, bit no, no, I, a thought, I thought he was gonna
1: make fun of me. I was like wow <laughs> I, I ask get- you how to
0: take like clips from a YouTube video and put them in our own video Is that do you know how to do that? Yeah oh, Okay, I need help. Dude, I
2: thought I thought you were looking over here and then you're gonna wait and then you're gonna go
1: who asked?
2: I, no, yeah, dude. I was thinking was like,
0: to, it was like a big one coming, too. Like, I could feel I, was like, just, I was like, dude. I was like, like dude, I,
1: I just offered to help you. I was like,
0: the no, disrespect that's about to, about to be found upon me. Do I need to go to Edinburgh for it? <laughs> no, I can bring the stuff here. Oh, I was going to say, I could <sighs> go to Edinburgh for it. I'm fine with that. If you yeah. Red or green? I just need to make a date and tell There's you in advance that if that's cool. I need to write the script, but yeah. Yeah. It's just talking, basically... I might do this as a patron thing, if anybody cares. I did it last year for one you, of my final videos. You did a videos, project for Patreon. But this one is supposed to be about, like, <laughs> why atheism and people who don't identify with a religion are, like, a growing statistic in America. Well, you
2: yeah. can you can actually post videos straight to Patreon now, so instead of having to private Whoa. it on YouTube. Yeah. Well,
0: I might just private it on YouTube, because I need to send it to my teacher. Mm. That's what I do for our, our beautiful patrons. And the last my couple man, weeks, I've page. been putting up... The video's right on Patreon. No, I should put it on Patreon and tell my teacher she needs to become a patron and able to see the video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> $20 fee. $20 fee to watch my Cough video. Do you, what about you, Jacob? Uh, what question for your video with YouTube? Are you just throwing a YouTube video into the mix or you like want the video to play while you're speaking under it?
0: It would be like me talking clips of something, me talking like clips, but I have to like Like B-roll? Explain,
1: yeah. Oh. So just explain it while the video's going. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, my week's been pretty boring. Um, I'm just, sorry, baby. Just work in school and school work. Um, Today, I was telling Tommy uh, tonight I was doing. I I was editing for the past three, four hours before we came back to do this. Um, the um, Glory Days film that I'm working on, I have to do the dialogue editing. So that entire thing is, I just have to make everybody sound pretty and make sure everything's like fine and it, it's a pain in the butt because two people have body mics which is a microphone that's like right here mm-hmm. so it's really good audio and then one of the guys who didn't have enough has a boom mic Uh-oh. so it's like a mic that you're holding like this and it's just above him but it sounds really echoey so um i originally spent two three hours trying to make his mic sound better and then uh i talked to my professor about it he's like there's no way to make it better you're gonna have to make everybody else sound worse Dang. And I'm like, that That stinks. But apparently there is one take that he did all the way through with the body mic on. Oh. So then Brian was like, yeah, you can use that, but you're just going to have to try to lip sync it. So it's a different take on video than it is in the sound he probably delivered the lines and he did de- yeah. well, he, de- well the, he was our best actor he was like really 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 consistent like so his delivery is pretty much the same every time there's just a couple places where it's not the same yeah. and i can't get it to sync at all so i'm sitting there i'm like what am i gonna do i can't get this to work and i'm like oh there's gotta be an ai solution for this there's gotta be and of course there was one by yeah. adobe Chat gpt um, <laughs> it's basically the chat GPT of audio basically it just takes it takes your roomy crummy camera audio and then uses ai to clean it up clear it and then bass boost it um that's impressive so i use that it sounds a little bit robotic but if i turn the volume down and i add reverb to it to make it sound like it's in the space it actually sounds pretty good so i was like oh that's gonna save me like four hours of torture so basically all of his lines are almost done i have like five Five more lines to do. I just had to come home so we could do this. That's um, Are you going to go back there after this? Tonight, no. I'm going to go in oh, okay. early tomorrow and okay, just do okay. it in the morning. Finish up his lines because I have to show Brian um, the workflow and I have to show him how, how it sounds because if he thinks it sound, it's not good enough, then I have to scrap all that work. And then Dang. and then I have to do the ADR stuff using the other lines from another take, but then I have to like slow it down and speed it up. Mm. Instead of this, I'm just like chopping it. So like, m- m- like reading his lips, so it like look, works fine. But like, this is, it's definitely the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in premiere. Right. It's, it's hmm. tough. It's really tough and tedious. Dupeness but
0: this monster though.
1: Other than that, um, I got to reshoot my, um, the interview for my documentary. Cause something happened with the footage and then we got to reshoot. <laughs> <laughs> so That's happening on Sunday. Always
0: save on a flash drive.
1: Well, no, it was, there's like a, I was telling you about this. There's this thing <coughs> called the 180 rule. Oh yeah. Yeah, that you have to that. film on basically just one side of somebody's face. Yeah. And one of our cameras is in a bad position, so we we broke it. So now we have to reshoot it. But it in hindsight it's probably a good thing cuz I can ask better questions and get better content for the for the doc now. Yeah. But it does put us a week behind schedule, so we'll, mm. we we got to make that up. But on top of those and drawing naked women in class with Malcolm, uh got n- nothing else going on. Nice.
2: So we have a couple topics to discuss <laughs> here on the show this week. Um, the first of which is a bit of news that came out today as Just of recording today. this. Yes. Um, if you're a big uh, convention goer or if you have any knowledge of like uh, Star Wars centered conventions. Um, or you conventions would know, that we've gone to. You yes. know about ICCC is uh, the best con. The, the yep. big Star Wars con that is... What it what it, wants, what it is is like what Star Wars Celebration was before a corporation By bought the and took the over the Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And it's mostly like Star Wars. I mean, you guys speak on it better than I can. Yeah, it's all Literally Star Wars the
1: collectibles. Um, there's Star Wars guest panels, things like that, things to do. But most of it's just like collectibles booths. Yeah. And like some creators and like things like that. But it's a, a wonderful con that we got invited to last. We did press at last this this summer. And we were hoping to go next summer,
0: but Uh, it appears. So he, the owner of it, or one of the owners, I should say, posted a video today because they moved the location from the uh, convention area that it was last year. Long story short, they couldn't rent it too expensive. The people in the state were jerks because they want to use it for hunting and farming shows. So it's back at the hotel, but he has to rent out the entire hotel for the con. So now it isn't going to be until October. Wah, wah. So,
1: I mean, it's just a rough month for yeah. us, especially with all the the stuff that our dad does um, around that, planning and stuff. It's also going to be tough for Jackson because he was planning on moving to another... So, yeah, I might not <laughs> be
0: on the mainland anymore. We don't know. Yeah. that
1: no, wild. It'd be, be kind of funny. <laughs> so, yeah, then it would literally, me, at least,
0: it would be paying 2K to go back and forth for a flight mm. just to ICC. And I'm like, crap. Which... Not was, me though. It was good originally because like I said before, my, the apartment that I'm moving into, the original lease was supposed to expire like literally right as I graduated. Yeah. But one of the cool realtors that we're working with pushed it till the end of May for us. Dope. So that would have been ideal because I could have finished up school, graduated commissioned, gone to ICC, come back in town and had like a week until I needed to worry about moving. But now it's like, crap, that's all out the window because it's not even happening during this month. Right. Yeah, so. so that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah. So I guess the, I guess that this con was at the Sheridan hotel yes, before they moved yeah.
1: to this other venue. And then it was at the, um, the Bethlehem Tennessee state fairgrounds and it's a multiple, it's a multiple building complex Yes, <laughs> run by the mayor and like a governor or something. And they yeah, were like, the mayor wouldn't let him back. They, yeah. Cause they were like, we want hunting and fishing, not a bunch of nerds. So he's just, yeah. He's just a jerk, so. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you,
0: bureaucrats. Yeah, thank you,
1: bureaucrats. But it's whatever. It's still going to be a good time. I've heard, though, that it
0: was a little cramped. That's what I'm worried about because that was the biggest complaint people told us was that the Sheraton, it was a bit cramped. And it's it's only growing more and more, Yeah. but I guess part of the lure of having it at an entire hotel and renting it there is he was even talking in the video, how you can literally just keep your vendors going basically out through the night. You could sell out your room if you want. He
2: said he wants to rent out the entire, every room of every building so that people going to the con can stay right there in that building and they can like trade with each other right in the hallways i guess that was a thing before and he said too that that way there's everyone that's there is only there for iccc no one there is just there for like oh i'm just on a vacation yeah Yeah, like
0: which would make it (laughs) perfect
2: too and so yeah like like jackson said the guy was saying that it'll be like a 24 hour a day con for three days so
0: that's that would be a little intense in my opinion it would that's be a lot still, of fun it would it i would feel like fun. it'd be fun so, yeah. yeah i'm curious to see who's going to be there if they have really 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 good guests like <coughs> the clone Wars, then i might just find a way to fork over the money and fly i mm-hmm. will uh, well because well, part of the issue too is i need to see what my drill schedule is for that month because then if it's on a day where i have to do my government required duties i would be arrested if Let's i just call show
2: off sick up. you can't do that
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> this i know it's a sick day She's a
2: sick day, brother. But, um, but if, if anything, if I'm trying to look at it from a positive light, uh if anything, just gives me a lot more time to save money mm-hmm. yeah, for the Yeah, That is the good mm-hmm. plus, you know?
1: And now I don't have to work around it with my my grand scheme of summer that I'm trying to put together. Me, me, my buddy Jared and, and Ryan are trying to put together a cross-country road trip this summer. Oh wow. Where we we hit our main, main places that we want to hit are Yellowstone and, the, that Valley. Yeah. And then we want to hit the Rockies and then we want to hit LA because we know there's a lot of people that we want to network with in LA. And if I could, I would be like, Hey, Vanessa Marshall, you want to get lunch? Um, but yeah, we're trying to, we, uh, I'm trying to get the the ball rolling and try to find out how much we're going to need for everything. Um, yeah. But no, that's what we're going to do that. We're going to film it all, obviously, and make a a film out of it. Um, It should be fun. It's probably going to be like a month long, if anything. So well, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get it going. Uh, the wheels are really slow, but I feel like once I have something,
2: dude, it, it's that it's that age old meme when the mm-hmm. when the plans
1: make it out of the group chat,
0: that makes it out of the group chat. Shout out to our one road trip that we had. That was uh, a fun.
1: That was a fun trip. It was so much fun. We
0: have fun to. Part. You still have all the video. I right? have all of yeah. that footage. I,
1: I just don't. My computer isn't powerful enough to edit so now it. Now we have it. But I have. I can edit it at school. The only thing is, I have to move it from micro SD to like. A USB or something, or it's SD that's a huge card deal. Well, I don't have a micro SD slot, is the only
0: thing at oh. uh, like the computers at school. You can just buy an adapter, that's probably cheap
2: <coughs> or not. I don't know, but, but yes, yeah, so that's a scoop on ICCC. So get ready, it's gonna be in probably. In it, sound, it sounds like the guy already knows the days, but I looked yeah. at their website, he's not gonna be officially announcing it until December 1st. Is when he'll announce the That's days awesome. in October, but Cause,
0: yeah, because he said he needs to finalize the reservation. Because if people start buying the rooms, and then people who aren't going to be with the cons start buying the rooms, then it could be a problem. Yeah, right. That's why he has to wait and hold off. And the second that uh, the second press stuff comes out, we're I'm applying.
1: We'll jump on it. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, we're <laughs> so.
1: But yeah, so that's the scoop on ICCC. So
2: if you wanted to check out all of the vlogs that Jacob and Jackson did over those those three days, that Uh was pretty those were fun to watch from home. I Mm. felt like I was there. Hopefully,
1: by next ICC, I'll have a new camera, and I'll actually Mm. be that would be fun. I want to get I want to get camera and get a microphone on that on the stories. Oh, dude, of course it's gonna be so easy to just like walk around and just.
2: And then there is the Star Wars Celebration Japan in spring of 2025. That's a stretch. So that is very much yeah. a stretch. <laughs> I know that myself, my dad, hybrid, I mean right to and Two Twelve Hunter, we are all like actually probably going to go. So we're mm-hmm. we're, I'm putting money away just a little bit here and there for now. Mm-hmm. But once we start getting in those final like six months, I'm going to start like just just throwing money into a savings mm-hmm. account so mm-hmm. I can dump myself into that trip i guess hunter is staying like an extra week Dang
0: he said yeah bro. so we can
2: like just Mangle. check out japan
0: that yeah. would be pretty cool
2: but i mean it's a cool country i and, and if i were to you know travel somewhere like that that'd it's be, on my bucket list of places to go it's dope it's very dopeness monster mm-hmm. dopeness
1: monster yeah. i want it to happen
2: but yeah so um we'll see what happens there's a lot of time between now and then again we have all of 2024 Mm-hmm. Just to save for a trip like that, yeah. You know, tickets don't even go on sale to like less than six months before. So that is true. That's true. Yeah. So uh, this week, Jackson came up with this week's
0: topic for a podcast. I didn't really. I kind of took it from Cook and his suggestions. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went through that. <laughs> <I'll> pull <laughs> up the front, bro. I'm not even going to recite this accurately. Accurately, I got unless like I, I, a, I got like a bro. little dollop of slime in up. the back of my throat. I so. The topic for this week that we well, that Cook suggested was what are some Star Wars moments or maybe things, symbols, people that inspire us in our own lives. It's
1: nice noodles.
0: Please. Be hey, baby. <sighs> um, yes, yes.
2: Well, I think an obvious one for me is my tattoo, my J guys, my Captain Rex J guys Jeez. on my arm. Um, Captain Rex is a very uh, although I do say that Captain fordo, could beat captain Rex in a, in a fight, like a fist to fist fight. Where's your
0: Fordo tattoo? Poser?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that captain Rex is a very special character to me. I mean, he always has been, but, um, I went through a lot of growth in my life and between like 2020 and like 2022, right. we right. When we started the podcast mm. was in the midst of that, um, went through a lot of big changes, a lot of difficult obstacles I had to climb. Um, you know, um, in my personal life, mentally, physically. um, And I got myself to a really strong point. And a big part of that, um, which I commemorated with the tattoo, was Captain Rex. Um, Rex and his character are super important to me in that he believes in doing what's right and what's doing right for other people, even if it's going to be frowned upon by some. Um, You see that in the Umbara arc, You know when people are crying out for help, you know, even though it's a violation of an order, Rex does what he, what he feels is right. And and he follows his his gut. And that's what I try to do when I go to work every day is if, if I see someone that needs help, you know, don't be lazy. Don't, don't do the cookie cutter response. I, I, that's happens. And that's every job you're going to work ever Mm. is you're always going to find people that are lazy and that just want to go the shortcut way And, yeah, sometimes it sucks to do the extra paperwork and, you know, go the extra mile and stay the extra hours. But uh, I think that Captain Rex, especially as a kid, you know, that that's been a message that's always stuck with me is to, you know, stick to my guns. And if I if I have a gut feeling about something, it's right. You know, and um, for me, that's that's why Captain Rex is so important. So I'd say that's that's a character on my part. Mm
0: hmm nice i was gonna say i forgot to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this too this is kind of stuff that we've touched on before but something that we thought we would revisit at least because mm. we have a lot newer of an audience yeah, there's because a, we there's a k of you now there's a whole band Yeah, there's you. a whole bunch <laughs> of you and i'm pretty sure we talked about this at like one or two hundred subs when the show first started at least this is like extremely yeah, yeah, old content. definitely before 500 rehashing rehashing <laughs> Oh, <laughs> a... reruns Jacob, right. what about you?
1: Um the first thing that comes to mind is the sign of the phoenix if we're going for symbols.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like symbols are the easiest thing to connect to. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Well I could I could cop out and say the chimera, just because that's also my tattoo. But although I, I I just think the chimera like really looks cool and it just represents my favorite character. Right. But mm-hmm. I think the sign of the Phoenix, uh, for Ghost Squadron is the it's probably my favorite symbol just because it's like at most it's a symbol of hope for throughout everything no matter how dark and pivotal it may seem and no matter how low you feel like you are it's the it's a reason to get back up it's a phoenix rising from the ashes and the embers it's it's a, it's a good uh look up there's more there's more to life there's more your story's not done yet so i mm-hmm. uh, i think it gets a really really good symbol and we have it signed by
0: the lady that voices Sabine. Just um, car. She yeah, shout so.
1: out. Specifically this one over the uh the classic Rebel Alliance. Yeah, symbol. this
0: one is like infinitely better. Mm. I really do not like the original Rebels logo at all. Uh,
1: interesting. I guess you could also say the um the symbol of the Jedi from the um uh Age of the Republic. It's pretty much the same symbol and it means the
0: same thing. Yeah. I feel like that's a good one. I I know kind of a common theme that I hit a lot on. So, fives and his five symbol. I knew this was going to happen if I talked about it. Thank you, Jacob. But his symbol, honestly, is like, really meaningful for me. Uh, a lot of the same stuff as Tommy, though. It's how, like, When I look at my future career, like for the army, I always want to be able to like do the right thing. Like no matter what, I feel like that was a huge, that's like a huge lesson that I learned a lot through my training and then through experiences that I've had as well is that the most successful people don't always like continuously obey orders because when you only do that, then you're only doing stuff for your personal betterment. You don't really care about the people that you work with. And that's really why I kind of want to go to the route I did in the army is because the more i looked at jobs like intel or it's oh yeah really it's oh yeah it's raining boring. wow did you close your sunroof i did we're <laughs> not talking about but the more i looked at jobs like intel and infantry which i really wanted to do when i first got to college i was like oh my gosh that would be so much fun and just over time i was like do i really want to sit in a room all day and look at a computer or read books or do do i really just want to tell people to go over there and do something and It just really didn't seem interesting or meaningful to me considering that my obligation is for eight years so i might as well do something in my life for eight years that i consider meaningful and to go the chaplain route was the best in my opinion because that gives me the ability then to kind of connect with soldiers like one-on-one and really help mentor them and teach them the lessons that i've learned in my life but then so they can also better themselves in their situation in and out of the service as well So that's something that's really just kind of very prominently stuck with me is the like the good soldiers follow orders, like getting out of that mentality. Like I joke around with my buddies when we're told to do something stupid. I'm like, good soldiers follow orders, man. You got to just do it, which is kind of the joke of itself. But still, that's always meant the most to me.
2: Yeah, well, kind of connecting to that too there's a there's a line that when i watched a clone wars movie like from that day in 2008 I've, it has always stuck with me and it's when rex tells ahsoka experience outranks everything mm-hmm. and in in my line of work i have found that to be incredibly true but i also feel like it is applied to every stage of my life you know especially like coming from a college education people can sit in a classroom especially with like and uh you guys have both taken classes with like um, social sciences and stuff like yeah, that. Like I'm in a criminal
0: justice class. It's no. so
2: easy to sit in a classroom and have no field experience and to say, Yeah, and here's the solution and here's how people should should behave and here's how they should react to these circumstances and this is what makes sense. And they're not wrong, but the truth of the matter is, like, you know, and without I, I can't think of a better way to put it other than when shit hits the fan.
1: Mm-hmm. Y- you could you're, say poop.
2: You're going to, your fight or flight is going to, is going to kick in either that, mm-hmm. or I could also say your fight or flight or freeze. I've, I've seen it time and time again. You know, I've, I've only been working my job right now for six months, a little mm-hmm. more than I that. Blew. But, um, I think honestly that, uh, It it really shines true. And like you said, with fives and with Rex, you know, you can, you can say that, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But when, when, when things get real and it's actually going down right in front of you, you see who's actually serious about their job and you see who actually cares about the people around them and Mm -hmm. stuff. So that's, that's just something. Yeah.
0: I even feel like, at least for myself, and I'm probably speaking for all of us here, is that the best advice that we've been given and the best moments that we can reflect on in Star Wars have always been from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Whether it's been the little fortune cookies at the beginning of the episode, Mm. or the really silly, goofy episode that actually has a very serious underlining tone to it that teaches us a good lesson throughout the way, I feel like... The Clone Wars is one of my best sources of knowledge about leadership and how to treat people right. Mm. I said that once in one of my classes to giving a presentation that all my wisdom about leadership is from the Bible in the Clone Wars, <laughs> 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 which that's was funny because awesome. my teacher was like, that's pretty nerdy, but it's good.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. The Clone Wars has so much stuff in, mm-hmm. in that show and, and it's just... There's so many little things that I take from it every day. And honestly, I will say like uh, the Bad Batch, a more recent Star Wars show has really um, ingrained in me how important it is um, as as a man, how important emotion is Mm -hmm. and how important it is to not bottle things up and to not, you know, and just express how I feel and, and you can do it in a mature way instead of just waiting and waiting until you just explode because you're just holding it in and holding it in. Um, I think that the bad batch really has reinforced that, which has always been a thing that I've tried to work on. Um, mm-hmm. but it, that's a good show for, for young viewers. And specifically, I would say, Male viewers, because it it teaches you like, yeah, you can be a soldier, you can be like a badass. But that doesn't mean that you have to be emotionless, specifically, mm-hmm. like with tech in the in the most recent season of the show. He yeah. really grapples with learning that there's more to life than just achieving objectives. Yeah. and you then know? he dies. And he dies. And, and that's what makes it a, a
1: very striking death,
2: though, is yes. because he learns something and you connect with him through learning something.
1: Another good... Uh, Star Wars is really good at teaching you uh, how to deal with your losses, too. Yes. Um, they do that a lot. It's perfected in Rebels. while well, you see the, uh, the entire Ghost crew all go through their different uh, variations of dealing with grief mm-hmm. with Ezra, basically praying about it. And then Zeb and Sabine... Uh, wanting to lash out and hurt people, and then Hera wanting to just grieve the loss, um, and just be recluse. You see, um, all different types of uh, grieving with loss. I think, though, probably the best example in all of Star Wars is um, Kylo Ren. Oh, Kylo Ren has the I think it, the most underrated story arc in all of Star Wars right now, um, with the the killing of his father, thinking that it was the main thing that he needed to to surmise and surpass his own dark will. Um, he kills him and then he goes an entire movie just trying to be like, I I have it all together. I'm like, I'm the big bad now. And then like throughout that process, he finds out, yeah, he never had a hold of anything. He was never pulling the strings. He's been a puppet the whole time. And he's so frustrated and so conflicted about this. We get that wonderful scene of this, um, not a force ghost. We have an entire discussion about this on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. about how it's a visual, um, a visual way of displaying an internal, uh, affair, uh, between Kyle though, and his conflicted feelings of, is he on the right side? And Han Solo appears to him to kind of be that mentor through that, uh, point. i uh, probably a really good way to point this out is if anybody has seen the show once upon a time, um, major spoilers if you're gonna watch it and like season five it's season five or six I can't remember which one I'm on Um, sure. one of the characters named Hook uh, becomes the dark one which is basically the, the epitome of evil in these the Antichrist and essentially um, and when he um, gets basically put in this little like world where he's like now the dark one he's m- mentored by a demon in his head which is just another one of the characters but he's not really there it's just an inward battle being shown visibly. Hmm. So it's the same thing that Maybe. you see in um, episode nine, which I think is a really good thing. Cause then it's like, Oh, just your, your pain is just, you just got to let it go. He's like, you yeah. can't, you can't hold on to your, your losses forever. You can't hold on to your pain forever and let it shape who you are. You need to let go eventually. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good lesson that star Wars can teach you. Cause I, I know a lot of people that something hurt them or somebody hurt them. And they act like it's they're okay, but like every so often like it bubbles to the surface and it's just like they're very resentful. They don't know how to forgive or forget. And sometimes it's just detrimental to your own health. You just gotta let it go. Be the bigger person or just come to peace with yourself. Yeah. Right
2: now I'm re watching the Obi Wan Kenobi series and
1: that trash T V show. <laughs> and that's
2: and that's one thing that um, I like think another. that the show really did well. Was showing how Obi Wan is dealing with his trauma of everything that he had to deal with in Revenge of the Sith,
1: mm-hmm. and you
2: see it's been ten years, and he's not dealing with it well. And you see that he's rejecting everything. There's a there's a young Jedi he
1: quite literally buried it in the sand. Yeah, yeah. There's
2: a young Jedi that comes up to to talk to him, like looking into him as a mentor, and he just turns him away. You know, and, and he dies. Yeah, and it's. I think that that also shows, you know, Obi-Wan is trying to bottle everything up and just, like, hide it, you know, instead mm-hmm. of trying to... He's hiding in the desert. <laughs> instead of trying to face his fears. And they oh, say that... Like poetry, it rhymes. Isn't that the line that Luke says to Rey in The Rise of Skywalker, des- of, ah, confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi? I think that's yeah. the line. That's a really good line. Yeah. That is a really good one.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. see, even just kind of hitting on one of your earlier points, too, I feel like one of the best expressions of just, like, grief and, like, allowing emotion to, like, just happen is when Re- season seven of The Clone Wars, Rex and Ahsoka on the Venator, and yeah. the crash, and Rex cries. Yeah. Because you have this almost infallible character, if you will say, who's a certified badass in every way of life. He's certified super cool, Free. relatable. He's an awesome <laughs> character. Tommy even got him tattooed. Mm-hmm. But then, in this moment, he lets his emotion go, and he's no longer, like, the this amazing character, I guess that you say he becomes human and you finally like emotionally connect with Rex. This was really, I connected with that a whole lot more. When I was first getting to college, we had to read a book called the Aeneid. The Aeneid. I would a hundred percent recommend it. It's one of the best books I've ever read. There's a character called Aeneas and basically he's leading the Trojans out of Troy after it's been ransacked. And there's plenty of like moments where like He's supposed to be this very tough leader of this group of people, but then he's very emotional about them too. They die and he grieves and he cares for people as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's supposed to show how true leadership is. And Rex displays true leadership in that way too, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't care that all of his brothers and best friends are about to die. He does care and he's physically and emotionally showing it in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey man, Jesus wept. That is factual. Shortest Mm -hmm. Line in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We,
1: uh, this one time when I was at, um, our small group that I do, mm-hmm. uh, with the guy I'm producing that movie with, okay. uh, we, he wanted to do this exercise where basically you practice preaching. Hmm. Um, so you were given a verse, you were given 10 minutes to read it, interpret it, and then give a, like a short message on it. Mm-hmm. Um... And then the one I got was, like, dying daily to, like, the yeah. word. And I made it, uh, I, I opened it with, all right, this verse says, kill yourself. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. But I made I made Zek do an entire ten minutes on he wept. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. That is
0: interesting.
2: Do you guys know Cliff... I think it's Netchel you pronounce his last name. He's always like on TikTok because he's at college campuses and stuff. It's this oh, dude. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's
2: got some good stuff. I really like what he has to say like all the time. Like I think that he does a good job of taking like... Because that's, that's the other thing that I think with Star Wars you get a lot of is is people calling it soft. I think that was a big issue I had with Book of Boba Fett. You had a lot of people who were fans of Boba Fett Boba that Fett were, soft were calling him soft. And, and they were calling him like like... Bob instead of Boba, like oh, I just reject that. And that's again, it's back in like the the eighties and the nineties. That character archetype, the one that was like the dark, brooding, yeah. like quiet one that just like never feels anything, mm-hmm. that was that character. That character was popular back then. Yeah, and now I think that it's just not realistic. And I think that it's cool yeah. that they took a character like Boba Fett. And they show that he has vulnerability.
0: Exactly, that's the whole part of making a person relatable and human to begin with. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's the dark, mysterious person. Or even if they are, you end up finding stuff about them, and then they become just even, a person later. Even a
2: character like John Wick, like yeah. the whole reason that John Wick goes on his crazy badass spree is because someone killed his dog. Well, that's
1: fine. not just that; it's because he loves somebody so much, and his grieving was interrupted.
2: Yeah. Right. Um, that's uh, what yeah, I mean. I watched that's, that's so you you know you. If any of you
1: want to donate the oh John Wick hot gosh. toy to Jacob, leave a comment with your bank number, your no, routing information, no, no. your social security. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> that's wild. That was not funny. What? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah that that was oh, kind of oh. that was my. That's it. I'm taking the handle. No, again. give me my handle back. <laughs> Jacob. Give me the handle back for the water bottle. Your handle's been confiscated. While while it looks like I'm inappropriately touching my brother, we'll keep talking. He
1: is. He's grabbing my handle.
0: (laughs) Jacob, please. Jacob, please. Uh, Jacob, please. uh,
1: uh,
0: (laughs) But at any rate, but at any rate.
2: Sweet home
0: Alabama.
2: So that was my... (laughs) (laughs) That was my big thing with Book of Boba was... And I think we mm-hmm. see that a lot right now is... is That doesn't make a character weak just because they're vulnerable, you know?
0: Yeah. DMG. The male character help there, brother. is not... Um, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get it. trouble there? shut up. The male character <laughs> isn't masculine and strong and they're slightly emotional. Disney's making it soy. The soy conspiracy. <laughs> Corporate soy. <laughs> That's a conspiracy I can talk to you about later. But, you know, I mean, again, I feel like it's very much... A lot of the complaints about characters being emotional are because people from that era and of that crowd are like, oh no, this character isn't exactly how I remember them. They grew as a person and they changed. And that's how people are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And again, it makes the content better when it's relatable to people. And it's, I don't know, Star Wars is just made perfectly. It's got really good lessons in it. It's, it's flawless in my opinion.
2: Sometimes, I mean, sometimes there's a miss, but that, that's the difference though. Is like, you have to take it as a whole instead of yeah. dialing in on the one little thing. And that's another big, um, big complaint that uh, I'm seeing. What are you doing?
0: He's just messing around with the oh. phone. I'm seeing,
2: away. I'm seeing a lot of uh, online discourse again about the whole star Wars is dead and blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah. I really don't under, I think it's honestly, I think everybody needs to stop having that argument on social media because the people that are saying Star Wars is dead are just trying to get likes and views on social media because there's no new Star Wars content right now. Mm-hmm. They need something to talk about.
0: And as soon as new Star Wars content comes out, they will hate on it. Yeah. Because they
2: need likes. And that gives them content. So, But because there's no content for them to hate on right now, they're just going to make the argument that we've had a dozen times, which is Star Wars is dead, Star Wars is woke, Star Wars sucks. And yeah. then you get all the discourse online. It's like, why are you even... Yeah. Why are you even talking about it, dude? Just, just let them let the haters hate. I don't I'll see how you could how... hate from outside the club. <laughs> you can't even get in.
1: I don't. Um, I just don't understand the, the people that are like, "Oh, I'm a Star Wars fan," but they never have anything nice to say about Star Wars. It's like, are you though? Are you? Yeah. Are you just a Star Wars hater? That
2: but wears the t shirts Look at that. Look at that. That's another thing that Star Wars has taught me that I've tried to keep in mind every day.
1: merchandise (laughs) everything is
2: the idea of perspective there's some really impactful clone wars and bad batch episodes that talk about perspective where you deal with characters that are used to be separatists and there's people that used to be from the republic that are helping each other now to fight the empire Mm -hmm. um with that though i mean looking from that perspective of that person Look at all those people, and I'm not going to name any of them to give them any clout. But look at all the people that they watch on on YouTube. You Mm -hmm. know which ones I'm talking about. That they watch all these videos that say I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but only of the first six movies because I hate everything else. And blah blah blah. That becomes synonymous with the identity of being a Star Wars fan to that person. Mm -hmm. So of course that's why we get those people. That are super cringe when they come sit down on like an open mic or something at a convention. Yeah. And we're like, hey, like, what do you, like, what's your favorite character? And they just go on a rant about everything they hate. And it's like that, they think that that is synonymous with liking
1: Star Wars. <laughs> it's kind of sad. It is. Why not enjoy something? Why not yeah. actually enjoy something? I've, I was just sitting here thinking, of like, I think the hardest task for all three of us to do in a podcast is not to Stay mention n- no is to not mention the Clone Wars or the prequels or the Bad Batch for okay, a single but that's episode. What we grew up <laughs> with. So when you talk oh, about no, Star Wars subject
0: matter experts. I was on just sitting
1: here, I'm like, unless we're like talking about a new episode, we <laughs> always talk about the Clone Wars. Dude, it's my it's my stuff though, man. It's it, the it's stuff. Y'all gotta read y'all gotta read some Star Wars books.
0: Yeah. I am. Which one? Legends. From Someone say Throne, bro. I'm not reading legends. That's my Star Wars legends. That's my toxic
2: Star Wars identity. Is any that anytime is someone says too. legends, I go, I start honk shooing right As at soon you. Someone tells me to read legends, I go,
0: no. In blissful ignorance, I go, <laughs> no. For the longest
1: time I was with you guys, but then I read Air of the Empire, and then I read Red Harvest and Death Troopers, and I want to read Mall Lockdown, and I read The Darth Maul autobi-like right. the IR, and it's like. It's it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. Sorry, ignorance is
2: bliss. All right, bro. Let me let me let me hit you with this one. Is there anything from those books that's super inspirational to you?
1: Yes. Yes. Let's talk
2: about it. Let's talk about so it. So,
1: if we're going off, it's just like inspiration, um, it's no secret that I want to be a filmmaker and work on Star Wars. Wait, what? So, um, since when? Oh my gosh, dude! Where were you? Um, what? But no, the Heir of the Empire uh, books is definitely like a really, really good treasure trove of just inspiration for things that I want to make with the characters of Thrawn and things like that. But also, I would love to like... um, I think out of all all the characters in those books, Talon Card, which is another smuggler type character, Hmm. another reluctant hero archetype, is one of my favorite characters. I just like the reluctant hero. It's it's such a good archetype that I like a lot. Um, But he... uh, he's just a really good character. I think he's really fascinating. He basically mentors Mara Jade and runs like a crime ring during, uh, this age of like the new Republic and like working with the empire and then the new Republic until, um, Thrawn pushes his hands too far. And then he Everything's like about gambling with him. So it's like, I think he's such a cool character, and I would love for you guys to experience him. So it's like the only way to do that is through film. So I think Talon Card would be a great character to bring in someday. Um, Mara Jade obviously would be such a fun character to do. Um, how it would work though with the current Star Wars canon, I don't think it would work. Um, I got I got one word for you. Death multiverse. No, 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 no absolutely not. Um, <laughs> But I think that's uh, – those things are really good. And then just uh, Lando Calrissian is such a good character in those books. He's not just like the – Oh, guy. like post-Return
2: of the Jedi Lando? Yeah,
1: he's not just there in, uh, like how he's in 5 and 6, how he's just kind of there kind of helping out. He's like a really prominent character in those books. Were, it made me appreciate him a lot more.
2: Were all three of us on the show when I talked about the Lando thing – The the Lando news, or was it just me and Jackson?
0: You did. did. I remember this. Well, I don't remember. Okay, so making the show. Well, Donald Glover is making Donald Glover
2: and his brother are writing it, and they're going to write it as a movie now instead of a TV series. Yeah,
1: and Billy Dee Williams is helping write it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that I wonder. I wonder what they're going to
2: do
0: with that. Every Star Wars character is black now, and it ruined it. I can already hear it. I can already hear not it. Not with Lando, not with Lando. Dude, even Lando's though it's OT. Even though it's lonely I mean Lando Lando's Lando's swinging on the peg everywhere you go, because we've said it before and we'll say it a billion times, this is a galaxy with hundreds of planets and like so many combinations of people and things can look different ways. It does not matter what a person looks who like. Is, in Star Wars. Uh, who is Who is I just talking to?
2: I don't think it was you guys I was talking to about no, this recently. I didn't. think what I love about Star Wars is that Racial issues and like sexuality issues don't, don't exist. exist. Yes. So I you really, did talk just about that. I hate when fans on either end try to insert it. It's like, just don't. Just just let the characters exist and not have like these issues exist between the characters, like in America, mm-hmm. how they exist between people. You know, like how yeah. people mm-hmm. hate each other. It's like, no, it's not, it never was a thing in Star Wars. Please let's not insert an issue like that into Star Wars. That's for
0: Marvel. There are differences between the corn and the, that's different though. That's different though. But what I'm saying is that exists. It's representative, and same with like
2: clone rights in the bad batch. That's representative of an issue, a current issue, but it's, it's in Star Wars. So it makes sense for the franchise. Mm -hmm. They, they spun it so that it can make sense in universe and send you a
1: message. Mm -hmm. Who cares if the, resistance just beat exical and then you see two old ladies kiss who cares
2: i did Live think it was dumb and out of place, though
1: it was it, it was <laughs> if
2: anybody would have any two characters would have kissed at that last scene i would have been like that was dumb and it's out like of place. the
0: meme that you just showed us jacob poe and finn would
1: you rather that <laughs> people are shipping them hard nope absolutely I not i don't get it nope. personally do not ship. it's just they're bros uh yeah. but bros, bro. is, is it like a little out of place yeah maybe do i Now that I watch it, do I like, I go and I go, oh, that was a thing. No, I don't care. I really,
2: I cringe at it every time I watch it just because it like, it just, I remember watching it in the theater. You're going to
1: tell me that you're going to watch that scene and go, oh, the lady's kissing. That's, that's cringe.
0: (laughs) When (laughs) Hamilton is in the shot. Lin Manuel Miranda, Hamilton is in that shot. You're getting,
1: you're telling me that you don't see him? And go. Why are you here?
2: Here's a here's a hot <laughs> take. I've never seen Hamilton, so it doesn't affect me. Oh, uh,
0: someone, Kim yesterday just they had a huge like Hamilton like puffer jacket and said he worked in Chicago and like helped with the thing. Oh, that's cool. Good for yeah, them. it was pretty dope. But I was like, dang, bro. Yeah that that scene now I don't care.
1: I just see, I see Lin Manuel Miranda. I'm just like, dude, get off get off the screen,
0: please. It off. It was, live Claude reaction. Then again, when Skywalker that... I watch her Skywalker oh for Claude.
2: <laughs> when that...
0: Live Claude reaction.
2: <laughs> when I saw... It was like that same vein, though, of like the... I'm so glad Star Wars doesn't have stuff like... She's got help. <laughs> huh? Remember uh, in Endgame? In Endgame? Oh. Uh, She's got It's like, I'm so glad Star Wars doesn't have Are you guys going to see issue.
1: um Mar- the mm, Marvels?
0: Nope.
1: nope. See, I was thinking, I was like, well... Nope. I don't really... I'm not. In, I love Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Watcher the hybrid, really bro. Cool. He's
0: excited for the movie. Well,
1: the thing is, is that I think Marvel's the projection's not well, so they're starting to leak details from it. Two so, two songs from the uh, X Men soundtrack are in it. And then they've been they've been teasing a lot of X Men stuff around this movie. I, I mean, I they, haven't. I just I haven't been know. on with
2: Marvel since Moon Knight. I just seriously haven't. I haven't Marvel.
1: finished watching uh, Loki, but Loki season two started off. Pretty I
2: good. I've heard it. I've heard it's really good. It's, it's just should. I'm just not it. Like I have, I've been should playing be. a ton of Marvel Contest of Champions on my phone, <laughs> but that's because it's all like a lot of that's like comic versions of the character it's i don't know i I feel like i aged out of marvel and i came back to star wars because in high school i was way into marvel more
1: than star wars so i feel like it just changed you know Mm -hmm. you see though that there's a bunch of rumors about um them bringing back rdj chris evans and uh for what charlotte johansson for an avengers movie for how i heard
0: the rumor but i i just don't believe how how would they do
1: that like a prequel i don't know
0: multiverse I, multiverse I'm also thing. I'm also
2: over that though I feel yeah, like that's the other too. thing that's been like kind of checking me out with Marvel is is I'm not I'm not I'm that's another thing I'm glad that Star Wars doesn't do is the whole it multiverse thing it's I think if Star Wars does multiverse it just makes Star Wars like every other franchise just, right now yeah. well, it just
1: makes it lame because if you have the ability to go back in time and change the past and all this stuff at will Or, oh, they may have died in this universe, but they're still here in this universe. There's no stakes. That's the problem. Um, But with Marvel, it's a little bit out of hand because it's like, I've. It's the same thing with um, that show Once Upon a Time. There's a lot of points where it's like a character will die. I'm like, yeah, but they're not really dead. They're going to come back somehow, and they always inevitably do. Mm -hmm. So it's like I don't feel like any stakes for anybody because I don't think they're actually going to be dead. Oddly
2: enough, I don't feel that with Star Wars, though. I know that's a complaint that people have about Star Wars that no one's ever really dead. But it's like, like if you don't see a character die, they're it's not like a really a dead.
0: Not really. Ca- I mean, like, yeah, they'll bring back people sometimes, like but through circumstance, like, though. through circumstance. Yeah. It's never like an over, a super over exaggerated. Yes, Maul getting cut in half and coming back as a robot—that was a little bit. But little he bit lived tough.
2: through his hatred for Obi Wan. But and it, it made Dark Side. Well, it it know looks what
1: wouldn't cool. have made sense if Darth Maul showed up in the last episode of Ahsoka?
0: Yep. Like all these, and you know who are, you are, and you, and you,
1: and you, and you, you, you that follow him. You know who I'm talking about. I, he has to do it
2: on purpose. There's no way that he actually thought. No, that, he must. convince convinced himself. Like,
1: how do you, how do you gaslight yourself that hard? Like honestly, dude, I it's love gaslighting. So per- it's so Never preposterous <laughs> that that was actually a thought that crossed his mind that he thought that that was going to happen. It was so dumb.
0: Yes, bringing Palpatine back is over-exaggerated, but, Here's... but the point that we're making is...
1: Well, then
2: again, though, it there's no multiverse. I think that's why exactly. it doesn't bother me. Like you said, with Once Upon a Time and with Marvel and stuff, you know in the back of your head when you see someone die, oh, but in another universe, there's are well, like, For
1: once, it's not even like a like another universe. It's the fact that there's like other realms within this and like... Oh, like this character died. Well, I guess we got to go to hell to get him back.
2: Well, and that's because why I thought
1: Hades and Hercules. Yeah.
2: I don't know what you guys thought of this movie, but I loved Across the Spider-Verse because yeah, they, oh, that's took, they took the multiverse concept and changed it so that they had like, spoilers, that Spider-Man 2099 goes into another universe and like gets rid of himself and ends up ruining the multiverse mm-hmm. because he... Destroys, really destroys and another universe. universe. Yeah, it, everything. I, I like that.
1: Although it's multiverse, it's contained. Yes, yeah. So there's like consequences. Right, it, that's and now, the thing. Is But yeah. here's something that doesn't make sense now: is that wasn't a principle in the MCU at all, and then in Loki, now time skipping is a thing, which is like the pool that Miles is getting when he goes to a different universe. He's not wearing his bracelet. It's the same thing. So I'm uh, like, how is this coming out of nowhere now? So. Yeah. Good thing we're not a Marvel podcast. That is good. Yeah, good thing we're not a Marvel podcast. You guys podcast. remember here's, back in the day when I begged us to do, like, a Marvel episode? And I'm glad we didn't. I was just wanted to do one. We wanted to get Gator, but he wouldn't come on. Gator wouldn't show up, and, yeah. Gator's a lame. Boss. He's an
2: op. But, no, uh, so here's, here's my kind of thought on, um... You know how like a lot of movies have been flopping in the box office right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it's because they're trying to bring back franchises and stuff. R.I.P. Indy. R.I.P. Indy. <laughs> that
1: movie is a masterpiece, and nobody can change my mind.
2: Uh, so me personally, just in general, I don't judge how good a movie is by how well it did in the box office, and I, I'm sure you guys feel the same. It's like just because, just because a movie did bad in the box office doesn't mean that it it like is a bad movie, you know. But I do think though that we are seeing. Okay, yeah, it was flickering. Oh. I do think, though, and I I'm want to get your guys' thoughts on this. M- my theory is that I think that what we're seeing now is corporations are trying to bring new fans in, and they're so focused on that instead of – I'm not saying you have to cater to anybody when you're making a movie, but if you already have an established franchise, why would you not – want to maintain your core audience and then you bring in other people because what you're making appeals to your core if you have mm-hmm. your core imagine if something that star wars came out like with ahsoka let's ignore our vocal minority of people who just make hate mail about everything mm-hmm. with ahsoka everyone you talk to is like oh Ahsoka's is great and those are already people who are star wars fans mm-hmm Whereas, you know, then you, other people get drawn in because they're hearing all the Star Wars fans talk about how good this thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder why... I think if maybe it's like a money thing. Oh, well, if we draw in an X amount it, of it's people... It's definitely a
1: money thing because then you're, you're trying yeah. to bank off the money of the existing fans and that whole pot and bringing in new people to give you extra money on top of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just... I don't get it. I don't get why you wouldn't, why you would be willing to, because they're not thinking of it that way.
1: That's why I think the um, the the Five Nights at Freddy's movie is doing so well with the fans. Um,
2: Because it was made for the fans. It was made
1: for the fans, and it was made with fans in mind, and that's probably why critics hate it.
0: Granted, the movie's all right. Critics are lame. What? Critics are lame. They're like IGN reviewers, bro. They can't say anything, right? Mm -hmm. Dude,
1: if my if my uh, little short film that I'm doing this semester, if it gets enough awards, I can get an IMDb page. That'd, that'd be cool. Kind, that'd be kind of cool. That's cool. That's
2: that's the other thing, though, is like the the Five Nights of Freddy's movie, and that's how I felt about Ahsoka. You heard a lot of people mm-hmm. that were like surface level Star Wars, going like, "Oh, I'm left in the dust," and it's like, "Well, yeah," because this was made for Star Wars fans, and yeah. if you want to enjoy it more thoroughly, then yeah, go back and watch the other stuff before you come into the show. It's 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 we don't yeah. have to give you forty five minutes of exposition of everything that you missed to rehash everything. Mm-hmm. That was something I liked about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was they did a flash, a little like flashback of yep. the prequels and you could skip it if you wanted to, but then it gets people up to speed for people that have literally, maybe they just watched the prequels. And this is the first thing they're watching since then. Yep. I feel like that's your best of
1: both worlds, mm-hmm. but it's, I just, I wonder why it's just, it's just weird. It's, to it's, it's weird. Yeah. Cause we were talking to my class today that, you don't need to spoon-feed your audience. Your audience is smart, but at the same time, it feels like they always spoon-feed the audience because the yeah. audience is dumb.
2: Well, I don't know. I feel like in, in, in a lot of ways, the pendulum is starting to swing back so that you're starting to get... Maybe they'll see this the monetary success of Five Nights at Freddy's, and they'll go... Oh, oh, maybe we don't need to make a generic blockbuster film and label it under a franchise mm-hmm. in order to have success in the bo- like in the box office. Yeah. The critics took a dump all over that movie, but it made a
1: lot of money, mm-hmm. for especially considering its budget. It's the second most uh, well, second highest grossing video game movie of all time. And I think mm-hmm. it's like the second highest rated video game or fourth, third highest rated video game movie of all time. Yeah. It did really, really well.
2: Yeah because it was made for the community
1: yep.
2: it was not made to try and draw a bunch of people in it was made Do guys for people you
1: remember when at the very beginning of the like when we saw the first movie poster and all the animatronics eyes were red and everybody's like this is wrong this is wrong uh, it's, they should be silver this is wrong and then like one person was like but in the books it says if their eyes are red, it means that they're being controlled by William Afton. And sure enough, by the end of the movie, it comes yeah. to find out that William's controlling them the whole time. And then their eyes turn silver.
2: Did you know that the the people that made the animatronic costumes were the ones that make the Muppets?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. It was the, yeah, the, the Jim Henson Jim company. Jim Henson studio. Yeah. That's kind of And fine. they do
2: stuff for Star Wars, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Blumhouse is the main yeah. house that made them.
0: They yeah. did all the Scream stuff.
2: But, yeah, so that was, I think that's a good podcast yeah. episode for the week. I feel yeah.
0: like that's hope. all i really got to say on that. Let's hope yeah. we don't get canceled.
2: Why we would really we get canceled?
1: Thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the 1313 Podcast.
2: Oh, bro is tweaking. He's tweaking.
1: tweaking, bro.
0: He's tweaking. Tweaking.
1: Follow us on Instagram. @x- hey,
0: that's my YouTube. And TikTok and
2: Twitch. And you can also join our channel membership for 99 cents a month. And you if haven't... you
0: want to help us out even more, we have a Patreon. And we're giving away the oppo on the Patreon oh! to At the end of the month. At the end of the month. And you at can the join our month. Discord. No, it's the first of next month. You idiot. If
1: we remember that is. Um, but is there anything else you got to go over? No, nope. That's all. Well, Bye, guys. Stay cool. Stay frosty. Hey this is Vanessa Marshall.
0: I play Harrison Doula on Star Wars Rebels and you're listening to the 1313 podcast hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dun 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 dun. <laughs> hum
2: da, da hum, da, da, hum dum, dum, da.